As we were worshiping the Lord, changed my sermon completely. I want you to hear of spiritual ears this morning. Psalm 126. And then we're going to go to Colossians chapter number 2. Bible says this, I want to read for you. If you can do the pads for me, please. It says, it was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed of gladness. We were left with shouting for joy and singing your praise. And all the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Just a little bit lower. Yet He did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Verse number four. Now Lord, do it again. Restore to us the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Listen to this, verse 5. And those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest of joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return of joyful laughter and shouting of gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest of overflow. Can I read that again for you? Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest of joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return of joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest of overflow. And I want us to go now to Colossians chapter number 2 and verse number 13, very specifically. And I want to read for you from there. Verse number 13 says this, And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive together with Him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse number 15. And having disarmed principalities and powers, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. And then I want you to go with me to Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 1. And I'm going to bring all of it together for you. I just feel there's a declaration that the Lord wants out over your lives this morning. Hebrews chapter number 11 verse number 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the B part, for by which the elders obtained. And I like what the NKJV says, a good report. So let me say it again, for by which the elders obtained a good report. I want to go back to Colossians and then we want to show you something. 
and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle over them, triumphing over them in it. And as we were worshiping, I felt the Lord say this, that, and that's why I quoted Psalm 126 first, or 126 first, is because 2023 might have been known as a time and a season and a moment and even a year of great sowing. Sowing in tears and, and the scripture actually declares here in, in Psalm 126 and I want you to hear it again because it needs to go into your spirit. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest of joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting of gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest of overflow. And as we were worshiping the, in Colossians chapter number two, what, what happens here is that when somebody went into a, a prison cell in, in New Testament times, what would have happened is basically the scripture tells us that all of us has fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. In other words, Romans chapter number 3, verse number 23 tells us that none of us have, have made the, 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 how can I say, the high rule of the glory of God. All of us has fallen short of the glory of God. And therefore, before Jesus Christ came, all of us were, we were locked in. We were prisoners. We were, we were sold under, under Satan's slave market, right? And so what would have happened is, if you, according to the scripture in Colossians chapter number two, what would have happened is that you would have gone into a prison cell. And as you would have gone into a prison cell, what would have transpired is on the outside of this prison cell would have been all the things that you and I would have done. Basically, our guilt, the, the things that we have done wrong, the, the trespasses, the ills. And then what would have been, been on that same door would have been the following, a list of things that have been done wrong. And then right at the bottom, there would have been a calculation. And the calculation would have said, for this person to be free, for this person to come out, this is the demanded price. This price must be paid before the prison cell can go open. In other words, this is the demanded price for the person to come out. And as we were worshiping, I felt the Spirit of the Lord say to me that this was, as for many, 2023. A year of limitation. A year where there was a lot of things that were paid. A lot of tears that were sowed. A lot of seeds that went into the ground. But as with the Scripture, what is powerful is to understand that there came a man and he's alive still. His name is Jesus. That paid the demanded price. And what would have happened is that in this scripture, accurately scripturally speaking, is that the Lord would have come. He would have ripped out the trespasses that was against us. The handwriting that was against us. And He would have taken the handwriting that was against us according to this, this scripture. And He would have nailed it to the cross permanently. As a constant reminder that we and you and I, that you and I do not need to pay the price, but that the price has been paid. 
And now because the price has been paid, you and I can be free. We can live a life, John chapter number 10, verse number 10, where the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and life abundantly. May I prophesy over your life this year and this day that 2023 might have been a year of limitation, a year of shortfall, a year where you've paid prices. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to me once again, there's a, there's a price that was paid and it was at the full demanded price. And now you don't need to live a life where you stay locked in anymore. You can be free. You can be whole. And you can live your life. The price is paid, church. And I felt the Spirit of the Lord say to me, it's, I must remind you this morning that, that you are free. You are free. There isn't the handwriting of requirements. It has been washed away by the permanent blood of Jesus Christ. And because the blood has washed it away, hallelujah, nobody can write it back in. If He's the author and He's the finisher, I am sorry to say nobody can rewrite the story if He's the author and He's the finisher of all of it. And I felt the Lord say to me, it's, it's like going over that Jordan River this morning, and we're going to do a prophetic act later on, if you're allowed. But it's to, to move on. It's to move away. It's to move beyond. It's to move to the next season. Throw for me up uh, Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 13. I want you to understand that sometimes the enemy comes into our days. And because He comes into our days, He wants to create cycles and patterns. He wants to label you. He wants to belittle you. And he, and he loves to give you a label. Because as soon as He can give you a label, He can start to alter that identity to change that destiny. But thank be to God, God does not label. He names. <laughs> he takes a... He takes a Simon, he makes him a Peter. He takes a Jacob, he makes him an Israel. And you know what I love about God? And this you must love about your God. And this you must love about the one that we serve. He could have said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He could have left Jacob actually out. Let me say that again. He could have left Jacob out because he renames Jacob. He names him Israel, right? Come on, are you guys with me? So he could have left, listen to me, he could have left the name Jacob out. He could have written, I'm the God of Abram, Isaac, and Israel. But he doesn't do it. You know why? Because he wants us to be reminded that he's not scared of your limb. He's not scared of a hip that went out of socket. He's not scared of somebody that has wrestled with a year and has come out on top. May I speak to your heart this morning and may you not be ashamed of a hip or a mark or a wound that got healed. May you say that this Jesus that I serve is the Jesus of my Jacob. Because, listen, is it a burial 
or is it a birthplace? Because they look the same. Sometimes what goes into the ground looks like a burial. But often the purpose of why the Lord allows it is not to bury it, but because He wants to give it a rebirth. He wants to birth it again. And may I say to you this morning, may I prophesy that over your lives, that the dreams are not dead, that the task is not done, that the vision is not finished, that the purpose is not over. And we might have had tears in this year, and I had a lot in 2023. But may I say to you that your tears are eternal, that your tears are vessels of the future. And may you know that as you sit here today, that yes, there might have been a tear, and yes, there might have been a handwriting that is against you. But thank be to God that there's a blood that is stronger than my 2023. There's a blood that speaks on my behalf that says, hey, 2024 is coming, 2025 is coming, 2026 is coming. Say with me, I am a Bethany. You're a birthing place. You're a birthing place. The problem is, again I say, if you take a seed and you put it in the ground, the problem with a burial and a planting is they look the same. But that's why the prophet Isaiah says there's treasures in the darkness. Because as soon as a seed hits the ground, nobody sees what's happening. Catch what I'm saying this morning. When a seed hits the ground, nobody sees what is happening. It is left over to the Creator and the seed. And I have a suspicion, <laughs> I have a suspicion that what the enemy thought was for harm. Oh, God has planted. Because when Jesus hit that tomb, it must have looked like a burial site. But no, brother, that wasn't a burial site. That was a birthplace of a whole breed of people that will carry the power of the Most High God living inside of us. And I have a suspicion that that what you planted in 2023 was not a, plant, was not a burial site. That was a birthplace. Oh, come on, is there somebody that agrees with that and somebody that can shout hallelujah. He is the God that cannot fail. He is not a failure. He cannot fail. It is impossible for this God to fail. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The Bible says your tears are so special to God, He catches them in a jar. Do you know that all the tears that you've cried is eternal? Come on, church. All your tears are eternal. He catches them. He catches your tears. And this scripture says, because sometimes what happens is this. As we go through life, and anybody that, that tells you that, that, that to serve the Lord is just 100% pure joy, it's not true. Because to serve the Lord is death to self. There's going to be death if you serve the Lord. Somebody will die. <laughs> and it will most likely be you. But here's the point. As we go and we sow the tears, 
and we put those seeds into the ground. In that darkness, that's why, that's why the book of Isaiah says the treasures of darkness. Because in the darkness where nobody sees, it's like an image, an image gets developed in the darkness. Nobody sees it. Because it's in the darkness that the ground starts to form. It's in the darkness that the water starts to come to the seed. And the seed starts to speak to the ground. And the seed starts to speak to the ground and says, I need water. I need light. I need sustenance. But all of that happens underground. Nobody gets to see it. Put up for me Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 verse number 1. Until such a time that the seed jumps out. And here's the, here's the point that I want you to have this morning. What seemed like a burial site was not a burial site. It was a planting. The Lord has taken your year and has planted it for better. I want you to understand something about God. God has nowhere in His terminology decrease. I'll say it again. Nowhere in the scripture do you find God speak about decrease. He increases everything He touches. And I want you to see yourself this morning and I want you to see this year as a year you didn't lose, you sowed. Can I say that again? You didn't lose, you sowed. You sowed to the future. You see, what the enemy, what the enemy loves to do is he, he likes to remind us of this handwriting of requirements that's, that's against us. He loves to remind us of this list of do's and don'ts that we sometimes have not acquired and sometimes we haven't done them. And the truth is, without the blood, we're guilty. Come on, are you there? Without the blood, you're guilty. But I want to I wanna show you something. <clears throat> when, a, when a general, according to Colossians chapter number 2, would have conquered an enemy, that's exactly what this Bible says, that Jesus didn't just conquer the enemy, He disarmed the enemy. And He left them without weapons to retaliate. And so what, what would have happened is this, is that when a, a general would have won another general, or a captain would have won another captain, what they would have done, they would have stripped that, that general naked and they would have taken the best of the land and the best of the booty and the best of the gold and the best of the silver and they would have literally taken the best. And then what they would have done, and get ready for me, Isaiah chapter number 6, verse number 1, please. As they, as they, would, have, as they would have gone into their, into their own city or into their own town, what they would have done is behind them would have been all these, these army members and generals of war and all the goods and all the gold and all the silver and all the best of the other land. And the king would walk in, the conquering victorious general would walk in. And he'll say, look at these that was against me. And he'll bring back the best of the land. Right? Are you guys there? 
Now look at Isaiah chapter number 6, verse number 1. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I love this scripture. In that year, the king, the, that King Isaiah died. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. <clears throat> and the train <clears throat> of His robe filled the temple again and again and again. What does that scripture mean? Let me read it again. <clears throat> In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Now for us to get what the scripture is saying, is I want you to understand what Jesus wants you to understand today. <clears throat> Not only would I have stripped that king of his best and basically taken all the weapons and literally the gold and the silver and all of those things. They would have taken the, the robe of the king that God conquered. And what they would have done, they would have taken that robe of the king that would have been conquered and they would sew that robe onto the victorious king's robe. So that when the king walks into his own temple, behind him would be his robe going all the way back and then every kingdom that he has conquered, his robe will be attached to his robe. So that whenever that king comes into his temple, everybody will see that this king has conquered all of these kingdoms, right? Now listen to me. Every time, put up for me Romans chapter number 8, verse number 31, we do, uh, 37, we're doing a little bit of a, a biblical drill here. It's okay. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror, right? Yes? 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 Are you more than a conqueror? Are you a loser? Are you more than a conqueror? Is greater than he that's in you that's in the world? Are you on top or are you on the bottom? Winner's faith? Are you favored? Are you blessed? Kind. Yet in all these things, which things? All things. I want you to see the all includes the sad parts. The all includes the low parts. The all includes the dear parts. The all includes the lonely parts. The all includes the anxious parts. The all includes the anxiety, the fear, the trepidation. All, all, not some, all. He's the God of all of it. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us. So this is how it works. Every time, as I quoted Psalm 126, every time, praise God, every time you don't give up and every time you don't give in and every time you stand up in your God and every time you put your faith back in Jesus and every time you praise Him when you should not feel like praising Him and every time you worship Him when you don't feel like worshiping, every single time, God the Father, takes that victory 
and he sews it onto the robe of Jesus. And Jesus walks into his own temple again and again and again, being a throne upon his praises of his people because you are a people that are at the top and not the bottom. And every time you don't give in and every time you rise, that is the victory of Christ Jesus getting enforced again and again and again and again. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you, 2023 might have been a year of sowing. But it's a year where you needed to sow. But I don't want you to see it as a year of sowing with no return. Because who sows without expecting a harvest? What goes into the ground has to bear fruit. May you receive the word from the Lord this morning that you will cross over and you will cross further and what you've sowed in 2023 shall be a, a massive extended overflowing harvest in 2024. Church, I'm sharing this with you not because it's my idea. I had a whole other sermon prepped. But I felt the Lord say to me, tell my people, they will cross over. They will move quickly and suddenly. Because the handwriting was dealt with. I ripped it off the wall where it was written against. It's no longer there. It's gone. Come on, can you give Jesus just 10 seconds of praise? And may you say in, this, say in this day, I am a birthing place. I'm a birthing place of something new. I'm a birthing place where the Lord can take me to a much higher dimension. You see, what the Lord wants to do in all of us because of Jesus, and I'll close with this, because of Jesus, you don't need to stay stuck. Come on. Because of Jesus, you don't need to stay stuck. You can cross over. And I want to encourage you to shift that tune for me. I want to encourage you. Put your feet back into the water. It takes courage. Think with me. I'll close with this. It takes courage to put feet in a river that you don't know if it's going to move. But when that feet went out, God went in. I'll say it again. When that feet went out, God went in. And the people all the way up to Adam, they needed to start swimming. It's true. Think about the story. Suddenly the guys, they're just normal people. Then Adam, the story, the, the scripture tells us, now the priests go through. God dams up that whole thing all the way to Adam. Here comes the river to Adam. They didn't even, why? The people of God is crossing. It takes courage.
in the Lord to put your feet back in the water. I want to encourage you today, put your feet back in the water and see your God open up this river system and reopen up that that they said cannot happen. I'm telling you. It is factual. It's not even, it's factual that God goes if we trust Him. It is factual that the Lord moves with us when we trust Him. It is factual that we have a report out over our lives that stands. It is factual that God can never leave me nor forsake me. It is factual. I want to take you just back to Romans chapter number 8 verse number 37. I just want to beat the devil up completely with that scripture. Oh, I love the Bible. <laughs> Yet in all these things, we are more than a conqueror. Save me, conqueror. The word conqueror there is the Greek word hupenikos. Save me, hupenikos. It means the following. In a great boxing ring, there's an opponent. The opponent is already standing, right? He's, or, he's already standing. And as he's standing, you, the the opponent that is not coming, you know boxing where you, where you walk down the aisle. Have you ever seen those guys? They come down, they come down the aisle. You know what I'm talking about. They're on their way to the ring. Now that word, Hupenikos, is that picture. And I'll explain to you. So what happens is this. In this picture, imagine with me now, you're already in the ring. You are standing, you are sitting, you're doing your jabs, your shadow, you're doing all of that. You, you're ready. Because the opponent is coming. Now that theme song is playing, whatever the devil's theme song is, he, that theme song starts playing and you, you're sitting, you're waiting. Right? Everybody with me? Now that word hupenikos means this. The opponent climbs through the ring. And you know what I, you know what I mean? You know the guys have got the hoodies and then they, they climb through the ring. And then they, through the, through the ropes, and as they climb through those ropes, they stand and they, they look at the opponent and then they normally would, would jump a little bit and face off and be predocious uh, and arrogant. And you know what I'm talking about. Now this word hupenikos means this. It means that as soon as that, that enemy climbs through the ring and he stands up on the other side and you're sitting in your corner, he sees somebody in your corner. And then the person that he sees in the corner is the one that fought him before. <laughs> and the one that fought him before has conquered him, has whipped him twice, many times. And now what happens with the opponent that climbs into the ring, he loses his confidence because he sees there's somebody in the corner. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and, he, and he gets afraid because he sees, oh my God, I'm up against two of them again. I'm going to lose again. It's better for the devil to climb out of the ring than to get in the ring. And that's what the Bible means when the Bible says, you are more than an overcomer. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, may you never forget. It is not you that is the greater one. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you can say, you touch me, you touch my dad. Come on, give Jesus some praise. <laughs> and that's what that scripture means. Oh, it's so powerful. That scripture literally, like, think about it. The enemy is like, oh, oh no. I'm going. And all you need to do is have confidence in your Jesus. Yes, Lord, I'll say it. Ecclesiastes 3.1. Jesus wants me to tell you this morning, the season was not permanent. The season was not permanent. The loss was not permanent. We don't lose people, we sow people. We don't lose businesses, we sow, we sow businesses. You don't lose friendships. We sow friendships. A Christian cannot lose. Your king is on top. That makes you on top. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it. I understand. Me too. But that's why it's not my conference. It's his. I've got faith in him. I've got faith in him. He stayed because he loved me. He could have climbed off that cross. He didn't. And so this day, you can say, I'm crossing over. I'm going into a next season. Praise God. Come and give Jesus some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's it. Come on, let's just give Him praise. Quickly, everybody. Give Him some praise. Everybody. Come on. Say, I'm crossing over. I'm crossing over. Yeah, come on, let's say that to the, to the Lord. I'm crossing over, Lord. I'm crossing over. I'm crossing over. Say that to your neighbor, say, I'm crossing over. I'm crossing over. Come on, look at that other neighbor, say, I'm crossing over. Yes, I am. I'm crossing, I'm crossing, I'm crossing. I'm crossing over to better health. I'm crossing over to better wealth. I'm crossing over to better business. I'm crossing over to better managers. I am crossing over. Come on, shout that out. I am crossing over. One more time. I am crossing over. Yeah, come on, give Jesus praise. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Man, oh man, that was Jesus speaking to you this morning. 2024 will be a year that you will know you've crossed over. Amen? Come on, look at that neighbor again. Say, hey, you're looking at the top, the head. You're looking at favor. You're looking at a multi-millionaire. Come on, let that, faith, let that faith go up a bit, man. Come on, say, say to that person, say, you're looking at success here. This is how success looks like. This is how handsome looks like. This is how favor looks like. 
This is how a person looks like that knows my God. I have crossed over. Are you there? Now, come on, that was a good moment to get somebody, by the way, if you're single. Empowered Church, you are highly favored. You are deeply loved. And you are abundantly blessed. Let nobody else tell you anything else. Listen to your pastor this morning. That's who you are. Come on, give Jesus one more praise. One more praise. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm laughing in my heart because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, every time that the enemy thinks he's one, it's like, oh, it's again. It's two of them. It's two of them. It's not just anyone. It's the King of Kings. It's the Lord of Lords. It's the victorious one. Praise the Lord. Praise the era. There's nobody like Jesus. Amen. I want you to do something for yourself. Rip off every report that you've allowed your own heart to write. Rip it off and say, this is not me. I'm done of this. You rip it off. Are you there? Again, I say, we don't lose people, we sow them. We don't lose businesses, we sow them. We don't lose friendships, we sow them. I want you to be implanted in your heart my single last sentence. It was not a burial. It was a planting. Amen. Come on, give Jesus some praise. Uh, may your joy increase this year that is coming. May your house be filled with laughter. May your incoming and your outgoing be blessed. May you say that the Lord my God is with me. That God that is with me is he's not against me. And may you know that that to be true about yourself. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us this morning, don't you love the Lord? Yes, I love Jesus, I tell you. What will we, what will we do without Jesus? We'll be depressed. But with the Lord, I'm too anointed to be disappointed. This morning we want to pray for, for Moses and Patty. And they've been faithful servants of the house of God. And can I ask Moses and Patty, won't you come? I saw you. Um, you guys looked uh, pretty. And um, won't you guys come? Why don't you give them a round of, of praise as they, as they come? Can I ask the pastors to quickly join me? And uh, we want to pray for them this morning. They, they're son and daughter of this house. And, and maybe you guys can just uh, take this, um, this away if you can. Won't you guys come? I'll just move it a little bit. And before we pray for them, we, we just want you to, um, Patty and Moses, they have been faithful, a faithful son and daughter. And, and they, that's, that's one thing about the church. We don't, it's like you don't, home is home, amen? But, um, but they've been very, very faithful to, to this house. They're very, very dear people to us. 
Um, they've served this house very faithful in the northern area of Pretoria. They've been excellent shepherds, excellent people, just loving God's people. Um, and if you know them, you'll know that they're just a sweet fragrance. And so the Lord blessed them with, with promotion and uh, with they're going to go overseas. And the Lord just blessed them with, with excellent promotion, like super abundant promotion. So <laughs> I'm glad when God blesses the, the people. And so we want to we pray for them this morning and as we send them as well. That's the hard part of church. I like the saving and the shepherding, but I don't like the sending that much. But this, this morning we do want to send them and we want to bless them as we send them. Amen. And so this counts for everybody that um, if you are faithful like they are faithful, we send them with the full blessing of the house and say wherever you go that you will be blessed and you'll keep on prospering. And so can I ask you to stretch out your hands? You know, and matter of fact, can we stand just for a moment? And let's stretch out down this family, and this is a family for us, or very dear to us, and I just want to pray for them. Father, we, as we lay our hands, won't you guys just lay hands? Father, I thank you that this morning, Father, as we lay hands on Moses and on Patty, we say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and make you strong. May you stand valiant, courageous, and may this favor that the Lord has bestowed upon you keep on increasing. May wherever you go, may you know that the blessing, the peace, and the rest of this house rest upon you. And we, the church, blesses you. We bless your incoming, and we bless your outgoing. We bless you on your left, and we bless you on your right. We bless you on the front side and in your back side. And we say thank you for the labor of love that you've done in this house. For you've served God's people of excellence, with honor and integrity. And so with the full authority of this house bestowed upon me, I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I pray that there where you go, that mountains shall be made low, that valleys shall be made straight, and the crooked roads shall be made just, and that everywhere you go, that the blessing of your marriage shall stand strong. And we bless you in this day as a son and daughter, and we choose to send you with this commandment. Go preach this gospel. Heal the sick, raise the dead, be bold about Jesus, freely give as you have received. But we send you out with the full cover, blessing, anointing, and peace of the house of empower in the name of the one we serve, Jesus the Christ. In his name we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen, Amen and Amen and Amen. Amen.